Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And so to the latest podcast, we're back in Brighton for another home game. Manchester City this time after we secured that European place with the victory over Southampton. I'm back at the Ladies' Mile Pub. I haven't been in here for ages in Patcham. And I'm back with the gents, Raymond. Hello, Raymond. How did you enjoy the weekend? Well, um, after, apart from the 2-2 minute at the moment, so I'm sure <laughs> everybody else but uh, very much. Um, you know, I, I thought Matoma uh, played well. Apart from he left his shooting boots, I think, at home or something. Seems to do everything but put the ball in the back of the net. But uh, great pass for the second Ferguson goal. Um, obviously, great afternoon, uh, historic afternoon indeed for the Albion. Uh, top, highest finish in the, the league in our whole history. So 123, two years, and we've never been higher. Fantastic. All credit to Tony Bloom, uh, and I think you know, uh, mentioned in dispatches for Dick Knight for saving the club, and also I think all credit to Paul Barber, and of course to our latest coach uh, Roberto, and uh, he seems to have taken the team as much as anything else mentally to a different level. There seems to be more belief in the players individually that they can achieve things, and I think that's his great gift to Brighton but, and hope for you know, a number of years he'll continue to be able to do so to be able to lift, lift them uh, if I had one doubt is that every time one of the Brighton players plays above average everybody seems to want him it doesn't matter who it is unless they're sort of in their dotage uh, as far as uh, professional football is concerned that, if it isn't Arsenal or Liverpool, it's Tottenham or Chelsea or Manchester United or Man City or Newcastle or somebody who will want the Brighton player or the Brighton manager. Um, so I suppose it's confidence. Um, but it's slightly worrying. I mean, I feel some of these multi Baltic sort of trillionaires almost that uh, would never cheaper and simpler for them just to buy the club for uh, a few trillion off tones to be proven and not muck a sort around and get on with it. I have, I, I do have a concern 
and as a sort of Caesar end note about uh, countries owning football clubs. I mean, and I know this was shared you know, throughout, throughout the club, yeah, anyway, and by, other, and by other fans. But I think that has to be addressed. It's sort of ridiculous when you have a nation. The next thing that happened is that the United States will own a Premier League club, uh, Italy will own a Premier League club, Germany will own a Premier League club. I guess um, Britain will own a Champions at all, but Scotland has independent, Scotland will own one, Russia will own one, China will uh, own one if it doesn't already, um, and so on. And it will just become a complete farce. It will become. Well, that, that sounds like a World Cup or something, doesn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's getting right away from what, what we've won. But it, it is, I mean, you know, what a fantastic season. 18 wins so far, 7 draws, 70 goals, you know, magnificent. And all credit to the players and the club. Absolutely. You mentioned Dick Knight earlier. I um, saw him pre-match in the concourse at Arsenal. And um, I just followed the signs... Uh, well, the, the singing, Dick Knight, there's only one Dick Knight, but okay, Dick Knight's obviously been spotted, and we um, wandered along, I, I wandered along, found him, and he was just getting surrounded by people who, to a man and woman, were just saying the same thing to him, thank you, Dick, uh, which is fantastic, isn't it? He's still appreciated by most, which is which is superb, as is Tony Bloom, who I bumped into uh, on the way home at Brighton Station after a few drinks celebrating post-match, which no doubt he was doing uh, in the dressing rooms and... Uh, and upstairs afterwards as well. Um, but yes, it's been a fantastic season, like no other. Hopefully that won't be true going forwards. Hopefully there will be others like that one, and um, let's hope so. Quickly talking about the Southampton game, we, we, we did touch on it at half-time uh, in, amidst much excitement as we were 2-0 up at the time. Evan Ferguson with both the goals, and, um, and then, of course, second half, Southampton, as you said, pulled it back to 2-1, seemed to have pulled it back to 2-1, thankfully they hadn't. And we went on to win it with Pascal Grosch's excellent finish at the end there as well. Uh, what, what, was your, what did you take out of the game in terms of the, the goals scored and overall performance? I thought, well, if I thought of the stat, which might surprise people, our passing accuracy was 92%. Mm-hmm. Which is the highest I've seen in any game. And on the other hand, I thought we came away quite a lot. It seems sort of contradictory. I think most of the time when we lost the ball, it was actually people like a Tiso when they were running at defenders um, and losing it uh, because people were, were tackling, were tackling them rather than necessarily misplaced passes. Uh, looking back on it, um, I think we were just able to lift ourselves from the fatigue for that one big push and I think credit to uh, Roberto for in a sense writing off the Newcastle game which was always going to be tough and would have been difficult to have got a win or even a draw possible um, and actually saying the one match that we can definitely win is the Southampton and making sure he had the fresher squad and stronger squad for that game and I have to think one gives some credit for that in reading the tea leaves and because of the Brentford victory over Spurs and the Liverpool Aston Villa draw, hmm. the other results had already gone for us and, and have endorsed his decision. Um, I thought it was refreshing. It was nice you know, with, after 80 minutes to be, it'd be more relaxed with a two goal lead. I think my man of the season has been Ross. I think he's slightly underrated generally in his writing career. What a fantastic signing 
but it just brought that that control um, when we needed it. And he took his time, didn't rush things when he scored that third goal. Everybody else was running, sort of going around like sort of the last five, so I can use that, that term. And, and he just almost slowed the game down and saw there as an opportunity in the outpost and took it with a, a very good left foot shot. Of course, he is two-footed, of course, yeah. very much. And, and all our, most of our other players would want to get it onto their favourite foot and probably would have butchered the chance. So, and I thought Ferguson took both his goals well. I mean, what a par. Par he got into that first finish. Yeah. And going under the defender's legs, of course, the goalkeeper saw it slightly late. By the time he sort of saw it, it was past him. Yeah. But clearly it was a par. And that was a Kane-esque type finish. And the second one, he just was in the right place and doing the right thing in a way that Kane has sort of a couple of hundred times. Um, yeah. There are a lot of similarities between the players, aren't there? I think um, one's far less objectionable than the other one. I think we can guess which way around that goes. But in terms of style, there's a, there's a lot of similar elements between those players. Also, I agree with what you said about Drosh. He's been an outstanding servant. So delighted to be kept him on and looks like he'll stay on beyond as well. And he, he signed two last, in the summer. He signed a two-year. Yeah, exactly. And he, I mean, he's now joint top scorer for Premier League goals, a Premier League era goals with Glenn Murray and Neil Morpé. And um, he might even this season be that. That would be a fantastic way to finish this season. I think another another um, landmark. Um, but in terms of Ferguson, what a talent! And he's, I think he's got something like double figures now, ten goals. I think it is. Yeah, six in the Premier League and, and four four, four in the cup. Yeah, the cups. I should cups. Say. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's great. Looking forward. What you said earlier as well about players seemingly being coveted as soon as they start to show the slightest inkling of being really really good. It does seem to be the case with us. We seem to have people latch on to our players so much quicker than other clubs do. I don't know if it's my imagination. Um, but Grealish stayed at Villa for quite a long time. Rice has stayed at West Ham for quite a long time. And lots of other players seem to have done. Ward Prowse could have left Southampton a lot sooner. A uh, different type of player. There's lots of players that seem to hang on at certain clubs. And we seem to be having to... We may be able to achieve that, but having to fight to do it a lot more than other clubs do. I don't know how, if that's a perception, because we're Brighton fans, we just look at it that way. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I think there's an element of people outside of Brighton, sort of pinching themselves at Brighton where they are, can't really believe it and probably think they're dreaming it. And therefore, if they're the agent and they've got a pair of Brighton, regardless of whether he's... 21, 24, or whatever. Again, so we're probably not going to be able to go and do it subliminally. And therefore, we're better off getting our player into what traditionally has been called a big six club. Uh, while he's seen to be valuable, it increases earnings. Rather than thinking, well, how much more benefit is he going to get if he stays at Brighton? He might earn slightly less, but if he gets the, the, the right endorsements, etc., we can increase his earnings in, in other ways. And then they're thinking in terms of salary and their cut of it, rather than the other aspects of the earning power. Image rights, David Beckham made fortune on that sort of side. Yeah. And you know, doing that. And also, players stay. One of the things they know, the young players, and let's take Bernanotte, who only joined us in January, just 18. And he's actually got quite a lot of game time. Yeah. I mean, Bernanotte in a month of 
two, two millennia of Sundays would not have actually ha had more than two or three minutes oh. at most out of Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, etc. Yeah, Brighton he does, especially um, especially given that. Um, He's not hit the ground running completely. He's shown flashes and flourishes, but he hasn't really hit the ground running. And in fact, some Albion fans are expressing doubts about whether he'll really be up to the same sort of standards as other players coming through. But the fact is, he's been given that run that, all that game time while we're having the most successful season we've ever had. So it's not as if it's detrimental to our overall season. Uh, it's definitely not detrimental to the bigger picture, that's for sure. Um, but speaking of Guanarote and other teenagers, do you see the stat on Match of the Day 2's coverage of, of our game? And uh, It said that uh, teenage goal scorers this season, we've had 10. The next nearest is three. I think there's only four other clubs that have got anybody on the board at all with that. Um, and, um, and the next two have, have got three each. We've had 10 goal scorers yeah, who are teenagers. We've got well, ten goals, goals, sorry. And Ciso with three, and Bunanotti with one. Yeah. I mean, actually, incidentally, I thought Bunanotti had his best game with that in the second half against Southampton. But I think we also have to factor in Bunanotti that he isn't actually playing in his best position. Because yeah, that's true. He's playing, he's not a winger, he doesn't look like a winger, um, but he's doing a, a job for us that over the um, And he's a number ten. Hmm. And when he did play in he scored his goal. Yeah. So, um, obviously, in the Knox Forest game when we lost, but nonetheless, he was in the right place at the right time, rather sort of messy, as he is likened to. And I want to see him have a spell of games playing in that position. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be interesting. I got the impression on Sunday that when he was actually to attacking people in, where there's a lot of traffic he was doing quite well hmm. therefore I think he's used to not having space <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. having to work in, in confined areas yeah. I think his one, one error was that having beaten two or three players he was trying to beat the fourth hmm. whereas I think with experience which is obviously what one was doing it he'll realize he's got to get rid of the ball after the first two or three yeah that's a classic south american trait isn't it in, in the youth is to overplay a little bit i think uh, and then CISO's learning that as well um where, where i think uh, we'll, we'll get on to talk about transfers as well because i know you wanted to get an early word in on transfers in a minute and food is on order so we might get interrupted by that at some point but on the matter of replacements uh, in, within the team, we lost Trossard, and I think the people will say Mitten is the replacement. For me, Buenonote is the replacement, uh, because I always thought Trossard looked like a sickly Victorian child. And there's a bit of a vibe about that, about Buenonote as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you think one Victorian child for another? Yes, uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Perhaps we should say sort of Carolean child. Yeah, anyway. there's space in the Albion workhouse here, uh, Raymond, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, but speaking of transfers, right, so what, what, what did you want to say on that? Because we're, we're going to need a number of players I, I additional ignoring, because of the squad, aren't we now? Ignoring, let's assume the present purposes, but nobody left. Even without anybody, um, I think we need to have at least two more defenders. Um, you know, I think the squad that we've got is sort of fine. Um, and I'll come on to that in a second. But, I think we need, we're really short on fullbacks at the moment. We've only got two truly specialist fullbacks. Um, Lepti, who seems to be still having problems injury wise. So, you know, big question mark against him. Love him when he's fit, but he was just beginning to really play at pace before he got the latest injury. And, and it's dependent. Yeah. And, and we haven't really got any left, anybody left back other than Marsh, question mark who can really play at left-back. I guess 
co-worker do a job there but the one player we know we are going to lose almost certainly is Colwell because he's only on loan from Chelsea but you know, ignoring that so we need at least one more fullback. ideally somebody can play both sides I would actually prefer two fullbacks, but but perhaps you know but players who are versatile and can play other positions Veltman I always feel his best as a right-sided uh, centre-back of a three but that's not how we play now and he does a job and a very good job defensively normally as right back and I think his experience and camaraderie and the fact he's you know, obviously a like you know, and respected member of the squad I, I think he'll stay and I think that's good but he might not so um, we have to look at that I think we need if Colwell is going we're going to need another central defender um, uh, but we might need another one anyway because if we're playing in Europe and doing it, we're going to need enough people who can come in and cover it and that then brings us that other issue is that one of our other habitual injury prone players is Webster so one of the reasons I'm saying another another defender is that Webster comes in plays a few games gets injured after a few games and if that sort of schedule we're likely to have we can't afford to be short of a guy most of the time yeah. it puts the stress on the resources so but Cole will have to be at least and then we need another left-sided left-footed defender um, who can go in there I don't know who it will be but, but, but we need somebody I think if we never replace Umwepo although one could argue Arari but he's had only a few minutes so far literally in one game so we don't know how to assess him um, well, a couple, a couple of games, I think. But yeah, basically and, the same point. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, yeah. this guy from uh, Borussia Dortmund, yeah. uh, Dahoud, in a sense, is a, I feel a replacement for him. Yeah. Um, and Mordor uh, hopefully comes back into yeah. the equation, of course, as well. Yeah, but Mordor was part of our squad anyway. Yeah. So we were missing him yeah. for the whole season. Yeah. 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 So we didn't actually replace Mordor as far as central midfield was concerned. So and Lallana again might be injured a lot and may not play much Milner probably won't uh, who apparently have now agreed something it's just a matter of formalising uh, you know he's he's, a, he's not going to be a 90 minute man he'll be a 60 minute man in some of the games I would imagine is the way it will play so his flexibility at least is something especially if Webster does continue to have injury issues he's not someone that can cover right back but Milner can play there for example if necessary um, assuming Milner if, if it gets over the line, yeah, yeah. Um, but I agree. Yeah, we need we need those resources. And um, Levi Caldwell, I think, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like he's very happy here, and he would be up for coming back, and he would certainly want to get game time, and he certainly wouldn't get as much of that with Chelsea, you wouldn't think, on the basis they've got fewer games to compete in to start with next season. And I'm pleased pleased to say, uh, but in general, I think he would he would like the move, unless, of course, somebody figure up the food chain comes in in which case it might be a case of well, how well he enjoyed working yeah. with Roberto versus another scenario yeah, I mean Liverpool have been you know, rumoured to, yeah. to like the look of him yeah. um, could, could it be a swap deal with Sanchez though at Chelsea that's a feasible option well, that, surely that, that now. Raises, might come on to that later the question yeah. of goalkeepers but um, I think that we do need that in midfield I think we need uh, we may need somebody else uh, Lallana, obviously, going back to him. Um, I think we need another attacking midfielder. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not sure 
who that would be. I mean, just assuming everybody else stays. Um, somebody who is a perhaps on Vernon Offie might come in, into the mix. Somebody enters another injury-prone person, comes in, plays a few matches, gets injured. And uh, again, I don't think my concussion I mean, if he's around, well and good. But yeah, it's a great shame. I mean, he gets plays a few matches, gets injured, gets rest time, comes back, gets injured. It is a great shame. And I think he got fast feet. He could be a talent, but you know, he's somebody that we can't count on. Yeah. And going back to Veltman, one thing is when Veltman does get injured, he seems to get back and be able to play. I'm not saying he's fully fit, hmm. but he seems to be able to come back and come and do a job. Uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and and that, that, ladies and gentlemen, was our food arriving. Yes. Um, so yeah. the, the so we'll, we'll break, break in a minute. But we're at a very nice pub, the Lady yeah. Mile, and uh, we would recommend it highly. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're in Brighton, sort of on the downside of Brighton, then. Yeah, uh, it's Patcham area. Yeah, uh, Patcham area. Yeah, a good place That's to come. Um, and just just final line on for me for now on transfers. I do think Sanchez probably will go because it sounds as if he's not happy with being dropped and there might be a falling out. And it sounds as if, from what I'm hearing, it. Yes, thank you. Cheers, lovely. Thanks. Oh, that looks great. Excellent. Cheers. And um, <laughs> that looks hefty. And um, yeah. So if we're losing Sanchez, which I think we will do, because I think Roberto doesn't kind of tolerates too too long a falling out scenario so if he if he go, goes and we need a goalkeeper for definites uh, even if Rochworth does come into the equation um, I'm not sure about Van Hecker whether he's going to make the grade at the moment and difficult to, difficult difficult to, to say, say yeah I mean, a fire might might come into it though who's it a fire I'm not sure I, I mean I, I saw him earlier in the season Playing actually against USG, yeah. Tony's other club, mm. and the drinker you know, basically had him on toast. So. Well, attacking attacking players wise, speaking of USG, of course, Simon Adingra comes back into the equation. He'll probably come back to the club this this season now after his successful season there. A couple of weeks ago, he'd scored 14 and assisted 14, so he's doing very well. His stats generally are better than Mittimer's in most regards, including defensively, interestingly. So his, his backtrack work might be better as well, back covering. Um, but players like, yeah, Sanchez, Van Hecker, and, and other players we've had on loan like Kadra uh, and maybe Roberts and people like that, I'm not sure if they will... They will get into this team. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, we certainly need to improve numbers. And I think we're, there's going to be some coming and going. So we're going to have to replace I mean, lots of players. I mean, obviously, the one uh, that, we, that we have actually got. Sorry, that's all right. Do you guys need anything else? No, that's it. Okay. All done. Oh, yeah. That just comes with its own. Yeah. So the one player that, that we have got, and we know we've got, is, of course, uh, Jean Pedro from, uh, from Watford. And that, I consider really that. Him. I know you were talking about we talked about the, the Victorian child, but actually, in a sense, he is the sort of I think replacement for Trossard. Hmm. I'm mean, half a season late, but I'm not that much <laughs> better late than never. Yeah. But I mean, he, interesting enough, when he played as a number nine in the 12 games he played for Watford, he only scored one goal, got some assists, but only one goal, and he got something like six goals playing as a secondary striker. So that might be the attacking midfielder sort of role. Yeah. Played it, but he played uh, sort of effectively left wing and, and even one of, has scored some couple of goals there and a couple from left midfield. Yeah. So he's obviously quite versatile. Apparently has pace and, and close control, good dribbler. Yeah. So that's one, one thing we do need. Um, well, whether we need another Another striker. I would like another wide attacker. Yeah, who can say centrally? But who, that's who's that making a degree of 
hey Mark might help that matter I, I suppose and it didn't work away in the goals but well let, let's talk about that a little bit more because this fish pie is distractingly enticing it's just right in front of me and I have to say Raymond your steak looks pretty good as well um, and indeed and indeed the uh, yeah what, and the um, what have you got there Jane? Fish finger wrap with a nice coleslaw salad. Looks great. We better get on with that. Maybe a bit more transfer chat and definitely our thoughts on the uh, the game coming up tonight coming up in part two. Okay, so to part two then, Raymond. Um, finishing off our debate about what we need and transfers. Well, we were talking about Undab, weren't we? And I think it's worth thinking that in that last sort of five, six games, he scored four goals. I mean, obviously got his mojo working with the two goals against Wolves, scored twice since. Certainly seems to know how to how to love a goalkeeper. Um, a seagull with chips. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, he's doing it, so... But, you know, mustn't they play Ferguson? Welbeck, we always have a question mark over his fitness, but if we can rotate Ferguson properly, and that will probably suit Welbeck because Welbeck can't play twice a week. But we still might need, and you know, I know about Pedro, obviously, we uh, mentioned before, but we might need somebody else who can be another wide attacker and, and play centrally when needed. Uh, but otherwise, I would I think keep the same. I think Undar was certainly adapted and learnt and I think quite often takes a player particularly coming from one of the lower European leagues um, time to adjust to the pace and intensity and it's not just the pace it's the intensity of the Premier League and I think it's taken Undar this time to adjust and I think he he looks more comfortable playing um, although I'm not convinced by him and Welbeck playing in the same formation no I, I sort of feel I mean, Undaz has been playing the slightly deeper of the two, but one feels that, you know, that they still want to occupy the same space. So that's, if we didn't lose anybody, now of course, the other side of it is, who are we going to lose? And obviously the two prime candidates are McAllister. McAllister looks as if he's going to Liverpool, that presumably will happen, but may not. And one hopes I can get a sensible fee for him, um, that will help find out some of this rebuilding and the other of course is Casido um, and I'm very, I mean I think Casido is less replaceable so I think he's a sort of one-off sort of player and I only get better and I think he would benefit from another season with Brighton and a season in Europe as well and I hope we can persuade him to stay for another year um, and make a difference um, but otherwise trying to find our two main central midfielders and uh, I mean Brock's done a great job I think Gilmore has been doing a great job recently but I think that we you know, that is quite a big ask to get two people world class to suddenly come in uh, at this stage yes yeah, because what we're doing is we're playing a double pivot which a lot of uh, teams don't do and we are and when the really, really hard person to replace is one of those two, you're not going to have a triple pivot. <laughs> so you, you need somebody who can who can provide either greater depth than the other player can get further forward to help support or, or 
I'm not sure how they were working out, but it's going to be a slight adjustment, a slight shift in how they play, isn't it? You're not going to get a direct replacement for Casado, as you said, it's pretty much impossible. And if, if we did find someone, um, they're either not going to be ready yet and, and turn out to be that brilliant, which would be an amazing find, but it will take time, or they're already obviously ready and they would cost probably most of what we're selling Casado for. I mean, I suppose we could go and buy Declan Rice, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we might have to pay a couple of million more for him than, than, we're, than we get for Casino. So, you know, we could be buying an older player rather than somebody who is only yeah, 20 exactly. um, Not on motor operandi. So, at some stage, we're going to have to try and encourage players to stay, as you were mentioning, I think that's a bit longer. But, but, but some players, you were mentioning, have stayed with their clubs. Ward Plus, you, you mentioned Rice in a different context. These sort of players, and, and doing it. But even you know, if you get a high-profile, let's take Phillips, of, you know, playing at Leeds. He hasn't actually really had an injury, but he hasn't actually played that much for Manchester City. He just hasn't got into the team. There you are playing for the national team. You're the standout player for the club you've been playing. For. And then you're, you know, in the second team for Man City. So it's quite difficult. So I think there is a big, uh, a very big. Um, a very big um, sort of questions over what will happen as far as those two players are concerned. So um, you know, I think I think it's sort of I think it's difficult. And if they go, it's a sort of it's a bit like the spine of the team going. Yeah. So it's uh, difficult. So you know, we could see a we need more resource. B we need to strengthen the areas that we've been weak on. And C we may have to replace but and then it comes to the Sanchez question. Sanchez, I think, I'd love to hold on to him, but that seems to be some sort of problem in, his, in the relationship that he's got with the coaching staff. I hope it can be resolved. I can understand his desire to play. I think that we need, if we're going to the, you need three keepers of a, of a, a minimum standard, but you need two top keepers and one, a third one who is good enough. I'm not sure. Yeah, but we've got that third keeper. Still, I think has been surprising. I'm somehow not convinced. But I don't know why that is. Um, I think it's very good distribution-wise. But some of the games, we, you know, we haven't been able to see him. We right. Sorry, we got distracted. <laughs> yes, we got distracted there. We had to pay for the bill, a bit like um, Tony Blue having to pay 90 million for. Uh, for, the, for the stadium at the yeah. end of the first stage. Almost exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you, you were saying again. But I think there's going to be potentially a lot of change, and I hope with that change that happens, it would be interesting. That we seem to be trying to do the business earlier, which I think is the right thing, before people start saying, Brighton have earned 140, 160 million, therefore we can charge them sort of three times what we would have done. Uh, but I hope also be doing it that we also pick up a couple of good quality Bonanotti and CISO um, type youngsters for the future so we, yeah. we mustn't lose sight of that no. in trying to get the people for the first team and I hope we with the potential millions of this world having that one or two older people like that we still need to bring in the sort of 23, 24, 25 year olds hmm. 
as we did Ross when he first came. Yeah, he's been a fantastic servant. So I think, yeah, it could be a very busy. Um, and I remember Chris Houston some years ago saying it was going to be a quiet window. And then we went to the fans forum, if you might remember at Russell, and I think we'd actually bought about nine people. So I actually got <laughs> a question that, that if that was a quiet window, what a busy one! Yeah. <laughs> what a busy one! Yeah. Well, I think it will be a busy one this time round for sure. Certainly, lots of ins and outs because, as I mentioned there, I listed a few people who might might go or might go on loan. Uh, we'll definitely need to strengthen numbers. Uh, we'll have to replace people that go, that including those that we don't want to go, but we'll be reluctantly selling. And um, we, we need some, yeah, fresh faces in there. Let's see. It's going to be an exciting, busy summer. I'm sure we'll have later transfer discussions as well. But we're going to depart here to start making our way to the grounds. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff. Um, we don't know the teams yet, so we'll do a quick chat on what we think about the match once we know the teams in about half an hour's time. Okay. To the car. Okay, to the third and final part then. We now have the team news, don't we, Raymond? Interesting lineup. Let's just go through it. So it's Steele, Colwell, Grosch, Welbeck, Enciso, Mitama, Casado, Gilmore, Van Hecker, Estupinan, and Buenanote. So we know Steele will be in goal, of course. Uh, I hope well, so, anyway. Sure, sure, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. in goal, of Who knows with, uh, with Mr. De Derby. Um, yeah, we've got, so we're going to have Colwell and um, Van Hecker, aren't we, at centre-back. It's either going to be Grosh or Casado at right back. The other one playing in the field with uh, with Gilmore, Estupinian, obviously on the left back role, uh, and then um, whoever isn't playing at right back will play midfield with Gilmore, as I said. Then you're going to have um, either Enciso or Buenanote behind Welbeck. The other of those will be on the right side, and Mitzma on the left. I'm guessing uh, the subs bench is strong. We've got McGill, but we've got also got Webster, Dunk, very unusually not starting, McAllister. Undav, Ayari, Ferguson, Veltman and Popion. We're going to talk about Dunk in a minute, but first of all on that team, what do you make of that? Well, um, I think when we had a sort of warning of that, that Dunk been carrying this injury and therefore was going to be on the bench, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Roberto said that yesterday and Veltman, he obviously didn't want to push yeah. again, having obviously yeah. come on and done a job This is back and, back and calf uh, issues yeah. that Dunk's been playing yeah. with recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I think, you know, Beltman, we know he's been carrying injury. Great that he, he came and, and did the time he did on Sunday. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I, I expect people like uh, Ferguson and uh, Arari, McAllister, uh, to, and, uh, you know, to come on and, uh, yeah. uh, and perhaps to Undab and Beltman. So it's, yeah. uh, uh, Webster could get a bit of an outing. Uh, that's six subs, I know, but mm. uh, uh, some sort of combination. I think he'll try and keep Dunk off unless he has to. Yeah. Uh, quite a test for Van Heck and Colwell together. Uh, I mean, are they the, the future? Um, I don't know. And of course, one sh- should not forget that uh, Lewis Dunk has been called up to the England squad. And, yes. Uh, m- maybe playing in the European qualifiers, or should be, hopefully playing at least one, if not both, U- European qualifiers in June. So, as congratulations to Lewis and, and well deserved. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, as if um, one just will never cease this season. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm that not was sure. It's yeah, 31 not, now, isn't it? Yeah. I have to actually say, I'm just wondering if Southgate actually chose the squad. Um, or, or somebody else was standing in for him. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, but, but anyway, in terms of today's match, of course, I haven't yet seen the Manchester City thing. Although, of course, as a friend of mine said this morning, Manchester City's second team is stronger than anybody else in the PL, <laughs> yes. PL's first team. Yeah. But then, 
I was more surprised, and one is, you know, there is this question mark open, and I think it'd be wrong not to raise it, over the financial fair play. There are a whole lot of uh, instances being uh, examined uh, up to 2018. Uh, they appear not to be uh, have transgressed, or, or even potentially transgressed, uh, since then. But and, and, of course, they may not be guilty, and they may be found innocent, and they're doing it. Uh, if it's a one small minor infringement, you know, I think one can forget, you know, forgive that. But if it's anything more, more substantial, then I do hope that the PL stand up and, and make sure that there is a meaningful um, sort of punitive uh, yeah. sort of action taken against them. But if they are innocent, then you know, obviously. It should be forgotten, and uh, and we should move on from that. And we should move on anyway. Uh, but it is difficult when you are trying to compete against people who have limitless pockets, mm. and you know, effectively can go out and buy the best 22 players in the world. Um, mm. And all you need is a good coach, and, and we do know Man City have got a really mm. good coach who can make them yeah. sort of jealous of team. So um, it makes it harder. But notwithstanding the fact they've got a big stadium. Which was on, on their well, doorstep it, due it, to other other development yeah. originally, uh, which they're able to expand again with such vast, endless resources, yeah, which, mean, which does help increase the strength of. They do play some great football, and they are a good team. They're not bad. And, and any team <laughs> that can beat Real Madrid four nil, in the way that they did, you know, I think you have to take the hat off. That was one of the most sensational performances by a single team in terms of dominance over another I think I've ever seen well certainly by a British team yeah. in Europe mm. I, I think I can't think of anyone I mean, but that, that's right that. up there with Barca at their best in uh, what was it 10 years ago or whatever mm. it was um, yeah, absolutely fantastic wasn't it oh. and they're the best team in the world they've they've overridden Arsenal Arsenal had uh, I think it's a long it's a long tough season to do it especially first time round and they were just overawed a bit in the end a few slips you know, just hadn't quite but got the depth. But actually, I think mm. one has to give credit to Arsenal and Arteta mm. and, and the players mm. to actually run mm. the best team in the world you know, right down to the last three or four games. Yeah. Um, of course, Arsenal weren't helped by losing to Brighton, um, <laughs> which, you know, and I, I, I'm still waiting for the check from Man City, <laughs> uh, you know, for... But they, were, they couldn't really see out a couple of 2-0 leads and that, that was that what cost them I think some, more, not so much the Liverpool game because Liverpool's a good side that can happen but they should have seen out the Southampton. advantage over, over no over West Ham yeah. when they were 2-0 up and, and obviously they then had a terrible start against Southampton and went 2-0 down that, that's where they lost the league for me yeah probably they could have feasibly lost to us and still won the league if they got the results in all those other games yeah, if they got the extra four points but, but City just finished seasons so relentlessly well they're like a machine aren't they and people have I'm calling um, Harlan the, ro the Norwegian Robocop but he pretty much is and, but the team's like that aren't they they're mechanical well I mean he's just made what a difference he's made I mean everyone thought Aguero was, was a fantastic mm. centre forward and he was mm. but I mean Harlan has just taken finishing to another level yeah and given the time, some of the time he isn't playing because he has the old niggling injury and things. Mm. But just to think if he sort of played every minute or every <laughs> game, <laughs> how many goals he would have scored? Yeah, I mean, he's, he could break various but, records. But I'm, you know, the fact that we've qualified for Europe, mm. uh, you know, tonight is a, is a game just to savour, mm. relax. Um, I, I know I will care yeah, what the result is, but actually, you know, and it'd be nice to get yeah. some sort of positive result, mm. you know, uh, yeah. draw. 
win would be fabulous um, yeah. because let's face it no matter what team they put out even if it is what they would deem as a weakened team it's going to be worth watching it's going to be worth watching and, and, and ours is a weakened team tonight anyway which it has to be I think it's got to be rotated in and out alter, alternate games and this was the one where we have to weaken it slightly particularly with the issue with Dunk and we do want to make sure we get a result against Villa I'd quite like to see us squeeze them out of Europe to be honest but either way round respectability wise we need to get a result against Villa this game is in a, in a sense the classic free hit cliche but it's also a game against for me the best team in the world at the moment and well, one I of the greatest teams of all time enjoy we can enjoy that watching the players and if we get a result against them <laughs> brilliant yeah, I mean it's just you know, it's, it's a privilege to yeah. be able to watch the side yeah. like that and, and you know, the fact that I mean credit to Tony and, and everybody at the club that we are where we are mm. yeah. um, it's a terrible modern expression yeah. but the fact that we had the dream we followed the dream we were disciplined over, over the dream and uh, I think, I think you know, it's been a well worked club and we haven't been prepared mm. to compromise on our principles yeah. and, and or standards and, and I think we've been rewarded for that mm. and uh, let's hope we can continue and uh, you know, to, to do it and, and go as we are and going back to our previous conversation, just you know, if we can try and persuade people like in the future, the casinos and the McAllisters and other people, just to stay that little bit longer, mm. so that we can achieve that little bit more, yeah. not just European football, but perhaps Champions mm. League football, yeah. that would be good. And I think that has to be our aim next season. I'm not saying we'll achieve it or even achieve what we have this season, mm. but I think it has to be our aim. And one yeah. of the things that Paul Barlow was saying on a recent podcast. Mm. A high performance. Oh yes, yeah. how Roberto had made Tony and him look higher than they mm. were. That he, he got them to raise their sights, mm. and I, you know, that's part of the impact which one hadn't heard of before mm. that Roberto has had on the club. Yeah, fantastic, lovely. And so to tonight. Yeah, on to so, the game. Well, yeah, fantastic. Have a little bit of comment up afterwards. Up the Albion. Up the Albion. Let's see how we do. We've just scored an absolute stunner. We're on the attack. We didn't deserve to be behind anyway. Great game. We've got a corner. We did score for one earlier, didn't we, Kevin? Although it was ruled out for a handball. Anyway, here we go. One all. 41 minutes. And, ooh. A stunning strike from Enciso. I wasn't going to record anything during the match, but I've got to talk about this, Kevin. Unbelievable. Stunning uh, try, wasn't it? Took off quite, get the head round it. He's, yeah. uh, he, I was just saying, he done very little. He'd worked hard, yeah. but uh, not as many yeah. touches. Uh, but, um, still only had a good touch there. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, here we go again. Here he is. Come alive, isn't he now? And he's just moved down as well when he was Yeah. They've got away with a couple of yellows. They finally got one just now. And we're still in our still putting pressure on. Well deserved one. Yeah. When they scored, I thought it was a, it was a really good nil-nil game. Definitely, definitely shaded it. Yeah. And with, uh, you know, probably the team that when you looked at the beforehand, a few, a few worries or whatever, they really, really acquitted themselves well. Fantastic. Yeah. Great atmosphere as well. Oh, sensation. On the attack again, Gross. 
when an offside Gilmore tries to spread it through but no joy so it's half time it's one all but it could have been 3-1 to us a couple of goals disallowed we had the ball in the net three times the one that stood was a goal of well we're, we're standing in a stadium where they were going on about area of outstanding natural beauty and, and that's the reason we weren't going to be able to build it well we did build it and the stadium is the area of outstanding natural beauty reason but I'll tell you what else is that goal that was outstanding natural beauty wasn't it <laughs> it certainly was a shot of outstanding natural beauty and CISO's goal that is world class and, it, and I just have to say that our team have been world class this half that was the best half that I think I've ever witnessed live yeah. I mean you've got two great sides at their peak just being utterly brilliant and actually I think we outplayed them uh, yeah. it was incredible absolutely incredible I thought after the first 25 minutes or so when uh, uh, when we when they scored the goal yeah. that we would have uh, our heads maybe have gone down not a single shot of it we just piled on the pressure I haven't seen the stats yet but I think we've got more possession than them and we've had more shots yeah. we, we are the the better side against yeah. Man City in this first half it's been utterly incredible yeah. I fucking love this <laughs> half it is the best half I've ever seen I will say it now that is it it's so, incredible ok well John so Duncan's obviously disappointed what did you think of it? <laughs> it was alright <laughs> Absolutely amazing football, both sides. I mean, what a match. Well, only half, but what yeah. a 45 minutes of football. Incredible. We've, Absolutely incredible. We, we've just uh, we've had a celebration this year of so many good moments, so many good yeah. games, so many good results. And on to top of it all off, now that we can relax effectively, yeah. knowing we've achieved our goals, uh, I'll say to the gent on the way in here, uh, you know, we, we're coming to this, we can enjoy this because we don't have to worry about it. And we can just enjoy however well we can play with whatever team we put out against them and enjoy their football as well because we, they are the best team in the world, bar none. Probably by a bit of a distance. Yeah, That's proved against Real Madrid. Agreed. And as yeah. a guy in the queue behind us, Chalky is uh, someone who sits near me, uh, was saying, uh, we've just... Uh, what was it four halves of football uh, Real Madrid couldn't do anything similar even similar to what we've done in our half of football so far against them alright maybe not in the game earlier in the season but anyway but yeah. a stunning stunning performance so far the goal from NC so was just out of this world world class he started his own goal of the season competition <laughs> it's, it's, getting... it's been incredible it's been a fascinating match to watch you've got oh, yeah. Guardiola um, who is idolised by Roberto Deservi, and they both love each other. There's a mutual love in there, and then yeah, you've got, you've got at the beginning, wasn't yeah, it? us playing a, a load of um, second string guys in there, saving people for Villa, who are going to come out really, really strong. They need a lot. They need a points on Sunday, yeah. and the guys have just absolutely turned up. It's just incredible. But it's been fascinating, fascinating, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, both the way they play and, and just intellectually. It's just incredible, it's incredible. It really is. And we're going to watch this one more time. Oh. The behind the goal shot. Oh, that's just so good. It is just incredible. We, 
we have just played absolutely amazingly. It is um, fantastic. And, well, there you go. I'm, I'm no, no, that's fine. I, I was going to say, watching, watching what we watch, amazing. Just the matchups, the link-ups, what's been going on on the pitch, the, the duels, who's playing who, Gross playing a right back, he's having to deal with Silva on that side, he's having to deal with Foden, who was outstanding in the earlier part of the game. He just seemed to float through the teams. I think I saw two or three of those turns as well. Great. Oh, oh those yeah. turns were amazing. He's about four. Most yes. of them in defence. And, and, and just cool and calm and collected yeah, on yeah, the yeah. ball yeah. against the greatest team in the world in world football yeah. at the moment and we then <laughs> not only head to head when it, when it was nil-nil when they scored the goal I said that's a shame because this feels like a really good nil-nil that should still be a really good nil-nil right. it felt disappointing even though Haaland had yeah. missed a relatively free head earlier in the game yeah, yeah. it still felt like we, we'd had our chances as well when it got to that later stage we started to really turn it on put the heat on them and they couldn't get out of their half for a while yeah. not bad and then they've got a full strength team out here by the way they've got nobody apart from the goalie and you could argue Lewis playing on the left side yeah, they've yeah. got what you would call their very very first no, choice that was something I was going to say earlier yeah. and then we got distracted you know <laughs> we're playing the second strength team and they're playing full Champions League winners team Lewis bar a couple as well yeah. a couple of times he's really panicked when he's yeah. Yeah. they could have had one or two more yellows I think as well the ref was letting stuff go in the end Silver did get booked but I think yeah. overall uh, no real qualms for the ref that is on the basis that I'm assuming the right decisions were made but they disallowed goals because we've had the ball in the net three times incredible we had um, we scored from a corner well, it got ruled out obviously because we're not allowed to score <laughs> so that was apparently a handball and then there was the uh, Mitterman one what was that? It was an offside or something? Allegedly, but yeah. Well, that was a, that was a brilliant finish as well, by the way. Yeah. Well, it looked it from where we are here yeah. in the West Upper. Yeah, superb stuff. Let's see how the second oh, half goes. Jesus. If it's anywhere near as good as the first half, and if we get the same result as the first half, I'll be a happy man. I'm happy with the point. Yeah. So, Mo, we've been joined by Mo as well now in the West Upper. Who briefly was on there a cameo uh, at the weekends on our pod? Yeah. Just quickly uh, get the latest ideas from you on this game. The best game I've seen so far. Yeah, the Alex, yeah. This is proper Champions League quality for both teams. Yeah. Amazing, very impressive to be honest. So good, so good. Well, enjoy the second half. Yeah.
Yeah, so post-match, finished one all. The Albion are on to 62 points. Europa League mathematically confirmed. And up in my usual spot in the West Supper, just behind me, I've been joined by Pablo, who's... Argentinian? Are you? Uh, did you travel over from Argentina for the game? No, no I actually <laughs> live in London. Ah, right. I cool. live in London. Yeah, but I'm Argentinian. Ah, excellent. excellent. So, so here to support Macalister. Fantastic. You're a Boca fan as well. We should get that in. Yeah, 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 big fan. And if you can hear anything above this noise, hang on a minute. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, now. <laughs> so, how have you enjoyed the game? Uh, it was amazing. The atmosphere here is amazing. People was so shouting all the time. Ah, nice. Uh, and uh, the, the team played great. It was yeah. like the biggest team was Brighton. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. They, yeah, really? they were. They were. I think Man City was happy with the yeah. with the draw. I think so. Yeah. The first half was absolutely amazing. It might be the best first half of football or half of football I've seen. I think at the Albion. Uh, maybe in the Premier League at all, actually. It was great stuff. Yeah. How did you find it? The, I mean, the, 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 the pressing was so good. They, they tried to, to, re, to re, uh, recover the ball so yeah. high in the field that it was like very good. They had a lot of chances. And yeah. the NBA two times yeah. checking the goals. But yeah, and against a big team, it's yeah. amazing. Have you picked an English team yet? Yeah. So, since, no, no, since I, since I moved to UK yeah. five years ago, uh, I've been living first in Burgess Hill. Oh, no, right. So, uh, oh, and right. I work here in Hope. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be fun for Ah, fantastic. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the club. I know you've been with them a while now, but that's great. That's super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love to have fans from all over. And you've got Argentinian players now, in the now, squad. Nowadays, there's a lot of Argentinian people following yeah. Brighton because of McAllister's. Yeah. And now we're another two. Yeah. So exactly. I, I know that, that Alexis is maybe close to leave. Yeah. But I hope that, that we're another stays for yeah. a while. And He's already been called up to uh, the senior squad, hasn't he, on one or two occasions when I say, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you see him going? Because I'm not sure Wright is his favourite position. It's hard to say. It's early on, and we don't know him that well. So yet. actually, he uh, I followed the Argentinian league, of course, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was only playing there for one year. Yeah, and it was an amazing uh, apparition on the on the football. Yeah. So I think he's going to progress a lot. Yeah. He's still really young, uh, and for sure he's being looked for the national team. Yeah. Uh, of course, there is a solid squad now in the national team. But they are looking for alternatives. Yeah. I know that one of this one, Garnacho from Manchester United. Yeah, so, good player. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Brilliant. Well, it's been great chatting to you, Pablo. Uh, good luck to Boca for the season as well when they're uh, next you. playing. Thank and you. Uh, hopefully we'll see you back here up in the Absolutely. West Upper. Absolutely. Excellent. Cheers. Have a good one. So, Duncan said goodbye to everyone. So, before he goes, I thought I'd now get him on the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, the second half, not quite as astounding as the first, but still pretty good. Uh, overall, made for a fantastic game. No change in the score. Either team could have won it. Holland had a goal ruled out, Snigger. Uh, and we could have scored. And that Colwell shot, they're great. That sums up my side of things. How did you find it? I found it absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, one of the best games I've ever watched for the Albion. Just an incredible, incredible game. Uh, we, we matched them toe to toe. Yeah, and absolutely. it's it's just incredible. Sorry, I'm being distracted because there's a load of other guys coming over. We're, we're trying, trying to get in one of the uh, typical specimens. 
Rich Stipple. Rich, you've been on the pub before. Yeah. Well, leave it, leave it to it, Duncan. Cheers, mate. See you later. See you, Villa. See you, Villa. Rich, uh, that was quite a good season, wasn't it? Last time I spoke to you, I can't remember when it was. It would have been early in the season. At the, uh, Russ, I'm disappointed that two points dropped. <laughs> So am I. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, we, play, we played him off the park. Well, that's, well arguably, that's arguably the best team in the world, right? Yeah, yeah I think and it we, is. And we, man for man, we, we were the better team today. Yeah. But we, we made Man City time waste. Yeah. That's how good I'll we are. I'll tell you what, put Van Hecker in against him next time as well. I love he was it. struggling with I that, love, wasn't he? Oh, I love More it. More than we And they, they, they were letting him have the ball. They were letting him have the ball, and he, he so he just carried it forward, and it yeah. was superb. It's beautiful. So he had no answers. What? And now you're gonna believe us, and now you're gonna believe us, and now you're gonna believe us. We'll win Europa League. Oh, I wonder where that was going. <laughs> Fantastic. And Simon, come very quickly, Simon. Go on, you've got to. I know you don't want to. Rich's brother Simon with us as well. What a season, Sorry, That was super, wasn't it? We haven't even yeah. finished yet. We've got Villa to beat on Sunday. Yeah, I know. You're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'd love to deprive him of Europe now. I've just got this mean streak in me. What, do you want Tottenham to get in those? Yeah, because Tottenham probably don't want to be in the Europa Conference. Yeah. Right? They'd rather be out of everything what about about for next season. Brentford? Villa will want to be in there. Oh, yeah, Brentford would be I great. Think why I see Brentford, Brentford would be like, I, know, I know Tony would probably be too know, big. And but... also, them getting in the same year we do, same yeah. time. It feels like, oh, I'm saying it's Villa win just to stop the bees getting there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not... I'm not fitted with the bees. I quite like the bees. They'll be below us in qualifying. I'll be honest with you. I don't care who wins in the conference. To be honest, we're in the Europa. So, so you went round with your Fulham mates a few years ago yeah. in Grand Europe. Said it was right. absolutely fantastic. I, I think. Yeah, I think I went to with us. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I went to the semi-final and the final with them. Uh, oh, just the small games then. Yeah, yeah, yeah just the yeah. small ones. But just imagine more... doing that now. Well, especially that for any European games. I know. It's, the insane. it's insane. We're going to be sitting in some square in Belgium or yeah. Portugal or, uh, or Bulgaria or Budapest or uh, Scotland. Astana. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. I'll see you in Aberdeen again. Aberdeen then. <laughs> yeah, we've done that together, haven't we? Yeah, we've done that pre-season. It's a new era. How things have moved on, it's unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We've come a long way since Junior McDougall. Just a bit, yeah. <laughs> Junior McDougall. I loved oh him. my God. I loved him as a kid. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say after that, really. I think that's why we end it, isn't it, Rich? Anyway, Rick Simon, as always, the tip Always a pleasure. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, guys. And so for the final stint of the podcast, we're now back at the car park. On our way back, I'm with the gent and the lovely lady wife, Jane. Jane's not going to contribute on the podcast, but Raymond is. You've got plenty to say on this, I'm sure. One all draw in the end. Well, I thought, I mean, it was quite obvious we were robbed, weren't we? We we got the (laughs) the ball in the net two other times. I mean, for no good reason. Actually, a handball and, and an offside. They were disallowed. I mean, surely the ref should know the home team... That those things get given so <laughs> really we should have won 3-1 but seriously um, <laughs> we were um, you know for large parts of that game we matched the best team in the world at the moment yep. they had virtually their first team out with perhaps Diaz and Edison the, the two main people missing yeah. um, that one thinks of and Mahrez mm. didn't do much De Bruyne had a couple of moments Haaland had a couple of moments including a foul for a disallowed goal yeah um I mean, they're a class team, and you can see that. And it was, uh, yeah, a, 
a pleasure given the result to watch them. Yeah. If we'd been having 4 0, I'm not sure <laughs> I'd be saying quite the same thing. But actually, if they're the best team in the world, mm. we're a Brighton. Well, we've given somewhere fairly close behind, haven't we? Well, absolutely. But when you think of the players we hadn't got, we hadn't got March, we hadn't got Dunk, we hadn't got Lala. You know, there were a whole series of people we had to start without McAllister. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. sort of knackered. Uh, Ferguson came on later. Um, you know, we we really were uh, uh, you know, about our one and three quarter team. And the f- we had you know, Brunanotti, Enciso, Ferguson, all uh, Colwell, four teenagers on that side. Mm. Um, By the starting or coming off the bench. In the starting yeah. side. You know, well, Ferguson came off the bench, didn't he? Yeah. But, but I yeah, mean, but, you know, but, but from yeah. that viewpoint, it's uh, um, quite a. You know, quite a thing. Well, I mean, sort of, uh, mm. it's quite a testament, and it's a hell of a testament to um, what Roberto is doing. Yeah, I mean, With the, the, those players that are maybe more questions. People are wondering whether they'll make the grade. Um, I'm thinking here of Buenonote and Van Hecker. That some people have questioned whether they'll have a longer-term future. I thought they both played really well, particularly Van Hecker, who had to deal with Haaland. Yeah. And short of being done on a... Well, th- th- there was a free header which he c- could have scored and should have done, and he did set up their goal. Uh, that was the only time he stumbled, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. In the well, I think that, but, uh, but apart from that... Well, yeah. the one he set up the goal, actually, it was, it was down the sort of channel that yeah. Cole was actually yes. marking rather than... Yeah, well, that's, that's right. Him, so. And then yeah. the disallowed goal was uh, it's a blatant foul, pulled his shirt. On Colwell. On Colwell, yeah. 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 So yeah. It, it's, it was doing it, but it's, you know, I, I thought very encouraging. I mean, he's had very little game time. Yeah. So he hasn't got that, that sharpness. The difference was he had one or two rough edges hmm. in the previous match he, 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 he was playing. Yeah. This one, some of those rough edges are gone. If, if that's the, the improvement he can make, yeah. by having had a reasonable run in yeah. one game, it shows that he actually is potentially yeah. a, a successor to Dunk. And you have to give people time so that people mm. will escalate their potential, or not, at their own pace. And some, some people will hit the ground running, others will hit the ground close to running, others will take a while. But you can't hit the ground running, or, or even not, run, not running, um, if you're not playing. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, yeah, he hasn't yeah. been getting the game time. Yeah. He did some good passes, he prepared on a, two or three occasions yeah. to bring the ball forward. Yep. With a bit of pace, a turn, and yep. please, when they weren't expecting it, he was composed mm. all the time on the ball. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that's you know, one thing we've answered is that we he's worth keeping in the squad at Brighton, not sending out on loan. Yeah. We, I won't say it, it wouldn't benefit him, but we won't have him. We'd have to have somebody mm. else in there. Yeah. And given all the matches we'll be playing next year, mm. I mean, if nothing else, we've got an extra six. Yeah. Uh, with, with the Europa League, yep. as we now know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's doing it. So we, we are going to need them. Yeah, and those, uh, I mean, he's had some experience with us now, not just tonight, but other games. And, 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 and when well, I'm not saying yeah, other players and, like that. And, and Webster's only going to play 60% mm. of the season yeah. anyway, as we know, so you need somebody else to cover him. Yeah, and if you've got someone else in, they've got to either have experience equivalent to what these guys have already been starting to get, mm. or um, you're going to risk something from the off again. Mm. Or you're going to have to pay through the nose to have an expensive loan or purchase. Um, but I didn't see either Colwell or uh, Van Hecker being um, exposed by pace. No, today. we look great. And that's with certainly one of the players you would consider would be a reserve from based on this season, Van Hecker. Dunk being rested because of back and calf complaints, he wanted to rest. Um, 
and and yet we could well in fact to be honest with you I go as far as saying I think we should play Van Hecker against Man City next season because I thought he coped arguably better with Van Hecker, uh, with um, Harlan than Dunk did uh, maybe I'm, rest I'm, Dunk for that yeah. game but also <laughs> I, I mean it, I think one of the things that he, he's got a bit of physicality mm. and Therefore, he coped better with Holland than a lot of yeah, a yeah. lot of centre backs in the Premier yeah, League and in, indeed Europe. Absolutely. Speaking about the disallowed goals, but I've, I've, I've spoke at half time with the others up in the West Upper about the game, and it was fantastic. And Ciso's goal was superb. I'll get your views on that in a moment. Um, we obviously conceded the goal before that. Um, I thought it looked like it might be offside. There weren't a great deal of complaints. I haven't seen it back yet. That's the one bit I didn't see on the replays in the concourse. Um, I'll assume they got the right decision. Uh, Holland was um, unselfish, laid it into um, Foden for the goal. And um, and that was 1-0. But our goal from Nciso was superb. On the video replay, you could see a couple of Man City fans applauding it as it went in. <laughs> well, uh, apart from anything else, I think one has to give a lot of credit to Colwell because it is a good mm. run forward, which I think they weren't expecting he actually passed the ball to exactly where Nciso yeah. wanted so that he yeah. could in a sense run onto it yeah. and uh, he just kept going straight and it was a superb strike yeah. I have to say uh, it was only a few minutes later he, almost the same thing happened Nciso getting the ball this time he was fouled but I actually think had they not piled him, he would have gone on. I think he would have scored a second. Yeah, because his confidence was up. Oh yes, he'd gone from having quite a hard-working but unimpacting role overall to, to that goal, which was obviously very impacting. And then, as you said, he stepped on and he was he just completely started. I thought he had a very good. Game, yeah. and I appreciate it. He played about yeah. five minutes in the second maybe, half. Maybe you should have taken that free kick. I mean, Welbeck hit the bar. I suppose that's not too bad. But <laughs> and Ciso was standing over it. Maybe he would have gone that step further and got it just inside the post. Who knows? Um, but the, yeah, disallowed goal. So Mitterma was sorry. Um, Welbeck wasn't it? We were saying was just offside for that, that goal. And Mitterma handball. Uh, I haven't seen that bit. Back. And of course, Welbeck hit as you mentioned the post with, uh, yeah. with the free kick. So yeah. I mean that's. Two goals disallowed, one hit the post, yeah. and one goal disallowed. Yeah. So I think we, we I yeah. think we win on points. I, slightly spurious argument. <laughs> but, uh, we can enjoy that, can't we? Though absolutely. Mm. And uh, you know, I just thought the team played well. I think I Roberto know. has just done a fantastic job, yeah. and just hope that the McAllisters, the Casinos, in this world, or at least one of them, will think. Yeah, this this is pretty special. Maybe we should finish this story a little bit more. One final chapter, maybe they should think. Yeah. Why not? They're yeah. young, they've well, got plenty of time ahead yeah, of them. If we let one of them go, say, say McAllister, yeah. it might help us on, on the rebuild and yeah. getting extra players in. I think we should try, and I'd like to hope that we, you know, we'll do our utmost to try and persuade Casino in particular mm. to stay on one more season. It is feasible. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes. It seems McAllister's going to go. There was a few songs in the first half, as he was, well, I think it was the first half, when he was warming up. Actually, it might be the second, uh, where they were singing. Alexis McAllister we want you to stay and he did look up and applauded the crowd um, briefly which I took to mean that he's definitely staying <laughs> I'm not sure that's what was meant no I mean he, he probably will go but Caicedo it's a little bit of a honey, funny one to to judge isn't it because he signed the new you know after the his name isn't the, the, he's the got tweet to 27 and, and there's a year's extension on it yeah, apparently so yeah. he could stay to 28 but actually if we said to him stay to 24 yeah you know have a season much, much more experience making more history uh, uh, with one more season European and, campaign and if we get 
into the Champions League then stay with us if we don't get into the Champions yeah. League next season then yeah. fine or yeah. if we get into the Champions League decide then but at yeah. least give us one more season wouldn't that be good wouldn't yeah. it be good anyway yeah. on that note I think we've that pretty much sums up any further thoughts what a, fanta- what a fantastic season yeah. Well, yeah. don't we have to say yeah. and uh, you know it's you know, we, we've just moved to a different normal yeah the greatest in our history in terms of uh, success and today we looked sensationally good anyway. we're playing as you said the best team in the world and we we went not only head to head with them I think we edged it we edged the game and I think we were a bit unlucky not to win I, I think they probably had more possession I think they did yeah and someone was saying the opposite I, I don't agree I, with that I, I, I would on, have but, said that hmm. you know, they had 50 I mean the first half particularly more 55 to 60 I reckon I, I reckon 58 or so mm. or just under 60 in the we'll have game. a look later but in the second half first half we came into it in the second half we began to mm. match them more yeah. apart from in both halves the first few minutes mm. yeah when they came right. out strongly I mean they were a very very good team and they were pretty much as you said the best part of full strength and we went toe to toe with them we were sensational and that's the mark of where we've come to we've got the Europa League it's mathematically guaranteed not that it wasn't even if they got a last minute winner Villa would have had to have beaten us 8-0 in the final game of the season which was never going to happen but well, now unlike, unlikely I mean yeah very so very unlikely happens. we have three players not that strange <laughs> and, and, and including both goalkeepers or something <laughs> yeah. and then we have a problem <laughs> yeah that could be that could and be then Sisto goes yeah. in goal yeah. our smallest just yeah. our smallest fair. maybe but the fact we could relax into this scenario realistically going into the game helped us and maybe in the same way the Villa match there's pressure on Villa there isn't on us the mm. tables are turned they prevented us from winning a title at is you know it's a trophy and it's uh, it's very irritating but in the end it's not it's incidental in a way but we could deprive them of Europe potentially yeah. if we can uh, get and, the result that and, and a, a large part of North London will be hoping we do <laughs> yes I bet they do <laughs> uh, and indeed West London who, who might be looking to sneak in as well yeah, yeah Brentford anyway on that note we shall sign out for the episode Raymond so stand or fall uh, up the Albion Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.